welcome to Marriage is Simply, a podcast. I'm your host, Lee Brewer. And I'm your host, Emily Brewer. Today on Marriage is Simply, we are closing the gap. And after listening to this podcast, head over to marriageissimply.com to check out our blog. You can also find us on social media under the name Marriage is Simply. And now, on to today's topic, closing the gap. So, Emily, why is this an important topic? So, when you have a gap, a gap needs to be filled. If there's a gap in your marriage, then it's going to be filled with something. If you're feeling distant and your marriage develops a gap, you have to be very careful to close that. Otherwise, other things are going to fill that hole that aren't good for your marriage. There's so many things that can create the gap in your marriage. So let's talk about ways to close the gap. But what do we mean by a gap? Well, we mean that moment, that period of time where you feel like your relationship is strained. You have separated emotionally. You've separated physically, maybe. And there's this space between you that it feels like you just can't overcome or something is wedged between you and you're not connecting. You're not coming together Uh, and talking. You're not coming together physically. You're not coming together emotionally. You're not coming together spiritually. And there's this time where you feel, you know it's there, that you can't just approach, be honest, be open, and just be yourself in the presence of that person until something is resolved. And it doesn't have to be after a large fight or some moment. You may wake up one day and just say, oh my goodness, we are so distant. It, it may not be gradual. It may be quick. It may be gradual. I don't know. It may just be a frustration that is building within you and you've decided to say nothing, do nothing. And therefore, what you've done is you've cut your spouse off. So let's let's address what happens when we have that gap between us, when something's between us, that wedge, that emotional distance. What do we do? The main thing is do not ignore it. Don't ignore it. Don't think, oh, it'll just get better over time. This is just a season. It's not going to get better if you do not address it. I'm annoying enough. You can't ignore me anyway. I do try sometimes, though. I notice that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do we do? Well, the first thing that you can do is use words. Use words. You mean communicate? Communication. That's one of our favorite words. So if something's wrong and I can sense that something's wrong and I talk to you and I say, hey, I'm feeling distant. Is something going on inside your head? Is something going on? And you tell me everything Everything is is fine. fine. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? (laughs) Uh, I think it's terrible to tell your spouse everything is fine when both of you clearly know everything is not fine. I think sometimes we say that for two reasons. Number one, maybe we just don't want to talk about it. Or number two, we're scared we're going to hurt our spouse's feelings. But hear me say this. By saying everything's fine and not talking about things, but continuing to have the same behaviors, that's going to hurt your spouse even more than talking about something that's bothering you. We have a fire pit that we love to get outside and have a little fire, roast some marshmallows. And in the fire pit, late at night, after Emily's gone into into the house to clean up and the boys are getting their baths and ready to go to bed, I usually hang around and let the fire die down and make sure the fire's going out before I walk away from it. And at the end there, there's always this time when it looks like the fire's out. But I know right underneath the ash, there's still some smoldering embers. And if I don't do anything with it, there's a chance, because we have pine trees around, that some pine needles could fall in there and it could light back up. And so when you say everything is fine and then walk away... What's happening is there's that smoldering ember 
down deep inside. And if you're not careful, there could just take one little moment to set you off or set your spouse off because you've got this tension. And so what happens is instead of communication, you find yourself putting each other on blast and maybe maybe you're a yeller and you start yelling at each other or maybe you have a harsh word for your spouse. And so that little festering inside uh, that can build up can really explode and we don't want that to happen. So we want to use words. We want to communicate. We need to stop saying everything is fine and start saying things like, I was really hurt by this thing that we did or said. I was really hurt when you said or did this or I feel hurt because, and then you fill in the blank. Or maybe you say, I feel like we don't spend enough time together. Which brings us to our second thing. Schedule the time. What does that mean? You need to write in your book every day. Okay, for five minutes, I need to sit down with my spouse and talk to them. I need to hold their hand for five minutes. Maybe if that works for you, if you need to see it, absolutely. But scheduling time, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be going out to eat or grabbing coffee, although that is a great idea. It could just be sitting on the back patio after the kids go to bed. It could be sitting on the couch talking. You could take a walk together. Just schedule that time so you get back used to doing things together and reconnecting. And I don't know if you have a shared calendar like we do, but if we need time with each other, a lot of times we'll just put it on the calendar. I don't even have to say anything to her personally. I just put on the calendar let's do lunch. And it pops up on her phone that I have put something on the calendar. She checks it. And there's a message with a time, a date, and a place that says, let's do lunch tomorrow noon at this place. And so she knows I'm inviting her to do lunch. It's kind of like asking her on a date. And by the way, men and women, date your spouse. Don't let that stop after you get married. Continue to date your spouse. So schedule that time, whether it just be like Emily said, a coffee or a lunch or something small. Or maybe you just say, let's sit down. Let's take a walk. Let's sit on the porch. We need some us time. And I always feel so special when I see those notifications pop up. But side note, make sure you give your spouse a little bit of notice. Don't schedule it five minutes before you want to go. Okay, so as soon as we're done recording, I've scheduled us, you know, to go out. Um, okay. (laughs) First, just a reminder, don't ignore the tension. If we're going to close the gap, you cannot ignore that there is one. And you use words, you communicate, but you also need to schedule that time to be together face-to-face, intentional time. Schedule the time. But there's also an element of physical touch that could come into play here. Now, I'll say this. You need to know your spouse because not every spouse is going to react well to this one. And that's physical touch. But some spouses, this is what they need. This is how they feel that connection with you. Maybe as you walk by them, you put your hand on their arm, their shoulder. Maybe it's just a a light brush across the back as as you just kind of slide by them in the kitchen. And it's just that little moment, that little touch that reminds them, I'm here. I want to be close. And maybe that's what they need. And there may be, maybe maybe like me, and now Emily (laughs) Emily knows this, maybe I just need a big hug. Yes. Maybe we just need to hug it out. Maybe it's like that punishment as a kid where the two siblings have to hug it after a fight. But really, there is that love connection where maybe it's just a hug and that melts. I've told Emily many times, her hugs just melt me. 
He can be so mad about something, so frustrated, just way off track. And I can just walk up and hug him and it fixes things. It's like your eyes change. Everything changes about how you feel about everything just from a hug. It does. And again, it melts me when you hug me. Makes me feel very powerful. There is power. Look, we have this tension. There is a gap because of the power of a relationship. So let's harness that power and bring each other back into right relationship. And so physical touch could be that. It could be the hug. It could be putting your arm around your spouse. Maybe you see them on the couch and you just need to go sit next to them cuddle up next to him. No words even have to be exchanged in that moment. Maybe you just slide up next to them and cuddle up and there's an unspoken connection happening. Or maybe, and now this is where you really need to know your spouse, or maybe you see them and you're like, this has gone on long enough. Listen, we need to come back together emotionally. We need to come back together physically. And so you just take their hand and say, come with me. And you take them to the bedroom. Now, warning for all the people out there that think that's an automatic fixer. It's not. And many relationships cannot be fixed on any one given method. But there are spouses, there are men and women, but there are some men and women in relationships right now. And what they need is their spouse to walk over, maybe plant a big kiss and say, come with me to the bedroom. Maybe right now that's what they need. Now that's not for everybody, but if you know your spouse and you know that could be a great connector for you, Maybe that's what they need. And again, this needs to be consensual on both sides. Absolutely. And you need to know your spouse and know that that's how you reconnect and how you reach each other. Many people just need to talk it out. And some people, they just need to spend time with you in close proximity with some intentionality. And some people need to feel you. They need to touch you. They need to feel a touch from you. And so there's multiple ways that we can close this gap. And there's still another way. Speaking from experience, a lot of times I start getting distant in our relationship when I just feel overwhelmed. There's so many things going on with church, school, work, the kids, all of those things that I just feel like I don't have enough time to come together with my spouse, to have that close relationship. And in those moments, helping the other person is important. If you see your spouse is struggling because there's too much to do, step up and help. Fold a load of laundry, help with the dishes, get the kids to bed, rake the leaves, just so that person has some time freed up to spend with each other. Do something for them. Do yes. something to lighten the load. Yeah, do something. And like like we say regularly on Marriage is Simply, especially in blogs and stuff, marriage should half the burden and double the joy. Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be a chore around the house. Just a way to show them you care. Maybe it's a cold morning and you go out and crank their car before they go to work. Just a little something to show that you're thinking of them and that you want to help. I'm not a very romantic guy. I really struggle trying to figure out what to do romantically to show her that I love her. We have a rose bush and every once in a while, I'll just see a beautiful rose. I'll go out and I'll clip it and maybe I'll just set it on her pillow or just set it by her keys so she sees it and she knows I put that there for her. Just those little acts of service that we can do for each other can lighten up a gloomy day. And I love that. It just reminds me that you were thinking of me, that you took a second to do something for me. And that's important. That matters. So all the times that I mess up, say the wrong thing, do something that frustrates Emily so much, I try to counteract that with something sweet. And that one time I messed up in our marriage, I tried to do that too. 
I remember that. I remember <laughs> that one time. It's a, it, was a, it was a long time ago. But hey, I, I want to remind you guys that we're talking about closing the gap in our relationship. And there's a lot of ways to boost morale within the relationship. And that's a lot of times what we need. And we that's need- why we have a gap a lot of times, because morale is low. Yes, that's that's exactly it. Because if morale gets low, the people we take it out on the most are the people closest to us. So let's not take it out on each other, but instead, let's lift each other up. And if you need a few tips on how to do that, you can go back to season one, episode nine, morale booster. Because marriage is simply boosting morale, right? And so we want to make sure that you understand you can raise the morale in your relationship. You can raise the level of happiness and joy in your relationship if you're intentional about it. And so many of you may need to start with just closing the gap. So use your words, schedule that time, and then, you know, maybe there's a physical touch that's needed or definitely little acts of service you could do for each other. So let's get to the fun part of this podcast. Yes, this brings us to the segment called Fill in the blank one word answers. I'm going to see if you can actually use one word. Oh my goodness, this is such a struggle. I always joke that Lee is the man of 10,000 words when only five would do. Yes, I like to talk. Whose idea was it to start a podcast? Hmm, I think it was yours. The talker. (laughs) All right, here we go. First one. When you are feeling distant in our relationship, you want... I want... I want affection. When I'm feeling distant, I could get to the point where I'm like, I just need her to give me a big bear hug. So there's that there's that point for me. I like the physical affection where she could just walk up, start rubbing my shoulders, give me a hug, just give me a little kiss on the cheek. And even though there's been tension, that will just melt me. I love it. When we're feeling distant in our relationship, Emily, what do you want? I want quality. I know that sounds like a very strange answer, but I don't just want time with you. I want quality time with you. I don't just want to have conversations with you. I want to have conversations of good quality, which goes back to our things. Don't tell me nothing's wrong. Let's talk about it. Don't sit with me, but ignore me. Let's actually spend time together. So I want to put the quality back in our relationship. That's good. I mean, that's a deeper level. That's not just sitting next to each other. That's actually being intentional with each other. Good. I like that. Okay. When we are feeling distant in our relationship, you do not want... Silence. I don't like silence. Oh, I love silence. When when Emily gets frustrated and, and like she just talked about that distant feeling where she's pulling away, she goes quiet. And I'm always popping in. Everything okay? Are you good? What's going on? Can we talk about it? <laughs> Remember, I'm the talker. I do not want silence. What What do you not want, Emily? I do not want lies. Mm. Don't tell me everything is fine. Don't tell me nothing is wrong. Clearly something is wrong. And you make it worse when you do that. Because then I just start doubting myself. Thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't love me anymore. Maybe I've done something. Don't lie to me. The truth is so much better for so many reasons. Yeah, that lies... Lies ruin relationships. Even little ones like, you hurt my feelings when? Hey, that reminds me. We interviewed Spencer and Natalia Ferrari Wood, and they said the best advice they could give someone is honest communication. I love that. That was amazing. Yeah, that fits right there. So, hey, if you haven't heard that interview, go back to the last podcast. It was a great one from a great couple. 
So check that out. When we are feeling distant in our relationship, you will normally avoid. But when, here's the caveat, I will avoid when I'm feeling hurt. When I'm the one who feels like I've been wronged or I feel hurt, I create the distance by avoiding talking about it. Okay, so you'll normally do what? Evaluate or I will investigate. So yes, I did two words, but I will evaluate. If I feel like I'm the one being distant, I will evaluate. Why am I feeling this way? Is it something that he said to me? Is it because I'm too busy and I'm just not focusing on our relationship? What is going on with me? Am I just tired? Do I not feel well? Why am I being distant? If he is being distant, I will investigate. I will go talk to him, ask him what's happening. Why is this happening? I'll think about things that have happened over the week. Maybe something happened at work. Maybe something happened on his drive home. I will investigate to try to get to the root of the problem. I love details. And so, and I also feel like every behavior is for a reason. Things are not spontaneous that we do. Therefore, if I can find the cause, I feel like I can fix it or make it better. Yeah, that's true. I, I can see that. All right, last one. When we are feeling distant in our relationship, closing the gap is vulnerable or being vulnerable. Okay. Because it takes one of us to let down our guard, to stop being defensive, to be the one that says, I have to break the cycle of frustration and, and emotional disconnect. I used to view it as weakness, that I had to be the strong one. I'm not giving in. But what I realized was it's not weakness to lay down my pride. It's not weakness to let down my defenses. It's the right thing to bring back the right connection between us in our relationship. Because even if I'm wronged, or if I'm the one who has wronged her, one of us has to step up and say, okay, we have to come back together. We have to get past this. We can't live in this tension anymore. And so there's a catch 22 of, if I'm hurt, I withdraw. I don't want to talk to her. Well, if I don't talk to her, she doesn't want to approach me because she's the one who also feels hurt by the distance and the disconnect. And so if we both, if we both stay in that cycle, then we'll never get out until one of us decides intentionally, let me break that cycle. And our pride cannot be more important to us than our relationship. That's right. It's not about winning because if you hold out to be the one that wins, nobody wins. And it's not about showing weakness if you do address it. It's okay to talk about how you feel. It's okay to talk about your emotions. It's okay to talk about things that hurt you. It's important to talk about those things. You have to acknowledge there is a hurt. And that brings me to my answer, mandatory. It absolutely has to be done. If you feel distant in your relationship and you don't fix it, that will be the beginning of the end. Because whether we want to admit it or not, that gap will be filled with something else. Now, I'm not saying, please hear me when I say this, I am not saying if you don't give your spouse attention 24-7, they are going to go cheat. That is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that that space will be filled. Maybe it's filled with more work. Maybe it's filled with a new hobby without your spouse. Maybe it is filled with another person. It will be filled with something. Let's make sure we fill it back up with each other. Successful marriages, the best marriages, aren't looking at each other with a scorecard saying it's me and her separately. The best marriages and successful marriages view the relationship as one thing that can be hurt. And it doesn't matter if it's hurt on one side or the other. If the relationship's hurt, 
you've got to figure out a way to repair it. And it's never, ever too late. Never too late. Absolutely. That was fill in the blank. So if you liked our podcast today and something connected with you, or maybe you even have a question about something we said, send us an email to lee at marriageissimply.com or emily at marriageissimply.com or on any of our social media pages under the handle Marriage is Simply. We want to know. And since you said we want to know, that means it's time for us to go. We'll be back with a new podcast titled Marriage is Simply, Surviving the Holidays. It's going to be great and very beneficial. I think it's going to be hilarious too. I can't wait. So until (laughs) next time, remember, marriage is simply something new every day. Now give me a kiss and let's put this podcast to bed. Mm -hmm.